You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Hello, welcome to episode 54 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. I'm Bethany. Today I have a, a new guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, new guest, and tell everybody who you are and what podcast you're from? Yes, I would love to. Hi, my name is Amanda. I'm the host of Fictional Hangover. It's a podcast about young adult and new adult books. It is full of spoilers. <laughs> yes, you have to say that because mine is spoiler free all spoilers all the time all the time yes today's episode is brought to you by prince kai fan pod patreon supporters thank you and today we're going to discuss chapters 39 and 40 do you want to tell everybody a little bit about where people can find your podcast and how often episodes come out and stuff like that sure uh we have a podcast every week uh our episodes are released on Wednesdays. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com on every social media at Fictional Hangover, except for Twitter, because Twitter doesn't have enough characters. So on Twitter, we are at Fictional Hangover, no E-R. And everywhere else is at Fictional Hangover. We also have a fantastic shop that I will beg and plead for everyone to go and buy things, even though you don't care about me at all. Um, that shop is on Spreadshirt shop.spreadshirt.com slash fictional hangover. Um, I draw all the t-shirts, so go and buy one, okay? That's so cool. I've been looking into <laughs> doing merch for the podcast. I'm hoping to have it done before I start grad school on June 1st. Whoa, slow down past Bethany, because since the release of this episode, I have in fact started a merch website for the podcast. It's on TeePublic. I'm going to share a link in the show notes. You can find a link on our link tree, Instagram, Facebook. You can always email me at princekaifanpod at gmail.com and I'll send you the link. There are t-shirts, mugs, pillows, tote bags, pins, stickers, many, many more things. My personal favorite is a beautiful red hoodie that says, don't get glamoured. As always, a big thank you to Angela Wong for creating the logo art that is on several of the items you can find, and I hope everybody likes it. Go check it out. And now back to the show. Thanks. So you are also a librarian. Yes, I yes. am. I am. Am I a um, librarian? Are you a librarian? I, I got my degree. I got my degree. I can't go get a job. Everywhere's closed. Yeah. I do have... Hold on. Okay. I have these. You have glasses on a chain. Do you have a cardigan? Can you please put a cardigan on? I have a Ravenclaw cardigan somewhere in that closet. Okay. Okay. That'll count. And I have tons of pencil skirts. So this was my graduation present from my husband was a necklace chain for my glasses. That is delightful. Yes. So, yeah. But getting a job is going to be rough. So, uh, yes. Grad school uh, starting soon. I guess I'm just going to keep working at the bookshop I work at. Well, I hope I can find something. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing grad school. 
and seeing what happens after that in my life. But don't worry, the podcast isn't going anywhere. I'll still be doing that. I'll be like 55 and still doing podcast episodes about a young adult book series. There is nothing wrong with that. Anyone can enjoy a YA book. Yes, it's the best genre. It really now, is. Now, on your podcast, you also do new adult. Yeah, we do do a couple of new adult books. So have you ever done Something Blue by Emily Giffen? No. Should we? If you do, I request a guest appearance on that one. Okay. Because I love that book so much. And it's not technically young adults. So I can't justify doing like a bonus episode on it. <laughs> Um, let me write it's that technically title down. Adult she's, um, she just turned the main character just turned 30. So it's technically. Mm, yeah. See, to me, that's still young because I'm 30, but it's considered <laughs> new adult. So, yeah, because teenagers don't care what you're doing when you're 30 or yeah. 35 or 40. They don't care. Well, I also remember being a teenager and thinking 30 was like the oldest a person can be. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've covered a few new adult books. We did one adult book and my soul died a little bit when we did it. <laughs> I told Claire, my co-host, like this, this book isn't young adult or new adult. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing <laughs> this book. I can't handle it. And she's like, but I like it. It's a good book. Fine. But oh, it's, it's wrong. But it was yeah, I'm kind of hoping Claire doesn't listen to some of our episodes because I have done a British accent multiple times and Claire's from the UK and I worry that she'll hear it and be like, oh, those bloody Americans. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably make fun of you. As Just, long as she doesn't hate me, it's okay. I expect teasing. <laughs> she will make fun of you in the best possible way. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. I make fun of myself all the time. Everyone yeah. did love my Dr. Erlon voice, but I could not find a way to do a Scarlet accent. It came out too weird, and I just gave up. So, yeah, you know, do you listen You listen to the audiobooks? I do. Okay, because it, it always, it jars me out, because, like, every episode that we do, 99% of the books we listen to audio. So, you know, I'm listening to this one to get ready for your podcast, and... Every time she switches into Scarlet, like not Scarlet narrating a chapter, but Scarlet speaking in her narrated chapters, she has like the vaguest, slightest French accent, but her narration mm -hmm. does not sound like that. And I'm like, wait, no, stop it. That's weird. You're narrating her voice completely differently when it's inside her head or when she's speaking out loud. Stop it. Stop it. It's not good. Stop it. So well, also it doesn't say anywhere in the series that she has a French accent. So I think it's mm. just partly so that we can discern one voice from the other. Yeah. But I I know I tried to mimic it and I I did not. It sounded really bad. I was like, nope, 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 nope. That'll go on a blooper reel. But nope. <laughs> no, no, stop doing that. Nope, that's terrible. But um, the British accent is something I like to do all the time. And I used to have a friend from the UK who helped me work on how to say my vowels correctly, like A. And so one day my husband told me, no more British accent. And I said, you can't tell me what to do. And so I did it for like 24 hours without interruption. So I would like take a shower and he would come talk to me and then I would still have the accent going on. 
And then I would like take a nap and he would come talk to me and I would make sure I still use the accent. So <laughs> I'm not actually, I'm getting daggers right now because I'm actually not supposed to be speaking like this anymore. <laughs> so I did it for like a really long time just just because he told me not to. Like if he hadn't said anything, I probably would have stopped. But like just because he told me not to, I was like, oh, I'm always going to talk like this now. <laughs> That's fantastic. Our go-to accent in this household is Russian. We do Russian accent all the time. All the time we are speaking with Russian accent. Because we went to a restaurant where my husband ordered fish. And he wanted to order fish and he wanted to have a side of potato. And the lady taking our order asked, you only want potato? And he was like, no, I would like the fish and the potato. But it was just so terrible because... (laughs) Because she was just like, wait, you only want the potato in her Russian accent? And we were like, no, what are you talking about? So forever since then, you you only want potato? This is all you're eating? Okay, this is fine with me. You are only eating potato. Okay. It's so fun when you have inside jokes like that with someone, though. Like, uh, in my house, we are forever saying, watcher? (laughs) Because there's an episode of American Dad... (laughs) Where he has to he has to act a certain way so that they don't get caught, and he has to act like a waiter. He's in the CIA, and he has to act like a waiter, and he's not supposed to have any lines because he's a terrible actor. But he improvs the line "watcher," and it blows their cover because the guy is like, "I don't think you really want me to have that water. It's a setup." And then they all pull their guns. Oh, (laughs) in this house, anytime you're drinking water, it's like, "Would you like a glass of water?" (laughs) (laughs) like only me and my husband get why it's funny so people just stare at us like what's so amusing about water and why are they saying it wrong (laughs) (laughs) that makes me smile so do you have a really good dr erland voice then well no because it's german and i I've, I've been studying accents for a while because my dream outside of being a librarian is to narrate audiobooks so I've been studying dialects and going to voiceover classes at a school in Seattle. And uh, my my German accent, I didn't spend very much time on it at all. So it's not very good. That is such a cool idea of a job, though, to just yeah. learn accents and dialects. And so what does Claire think of your British accent? Oh, she's fine with it, although she wants me to, to learn how to do a Geordie accent, which um, is from a town just like outside of where she lives. And apparently it's really difficult to do. Um, but she prefers me to speak with a horrible on purpose Cockney accent. And oh. I do it all the time for her because she loves it. <laughs> I've never tried a Cockney accent. Cause I always thought I would just sound horrible. Oh, you will. Yeah. You will be so horrible. <laughs> it will be awful. But it's very like Eliza Doolittle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That would probably be my version. That would be all I could think of. I don't think I've ever tried to do any other kind of accents besides British until we started reading Cinder. And then I tried to do Dr. Erland. And I didn't do too bad at it. Um, That is because my former sister-in-law is from Austria. That's close. And so I think a lot of it was based on like mannerisms I heard her use. Especially when learning how to pronounce her name and other things like that. Cause her name is Birgit. Mm-hmm. And so in the States, she actually goes by her middle name, Chris. 
um, which is actually Christine, but she goes by Chris. But the way that she introduced herself to us or whatever, she was like, it's just Bridget. The American version is just Bridget. And I was like, no, like, I want to know, teach me and I'll say it properly. Like, I can learn, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be disrespectful. And she was like, okay, it's Birgit. And I was like, you're going to have to slow that way down. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, so it's beer and gut, but with an it and an accent and then just roll it all the way through. And so it's Birgit. That's fantastic. So I used a little bit of that knowledge when I was trying to do the Dr. Erland accent. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why that one came off a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I tried to do the French accent and I, I listened to it and I was like, this sounds like actual baby talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, well, use this. <laughs> if you're interested at all, um, I bought a textbook called Accents and Dialects for Stage and Screen. Um, it's by Paul Meyer, and he he's like top of the line everywhere studying dialects. So um, he has a textbook, and it comes with audio, so you can listen and, and learn. It's, it's kind of, it kind of leans towards stereotypical, but it's still very helpful. Yeah, you should look into it. I, it's fun. That might so be also, because there's... Well, actually, I guess there's not a lot of accents that come up in this series anymore. But there might be in other series. I don't know. She's working on a, a new book that comes out this November. Has already The ARC copy already got released. But I know that she's working on another series after that. So who knows if there'll know. be fun accents. Yeah, she's, very, she's a very good author, too, because she includes a lot of diversity in her characters. Mm-hmm. Which is so, something I really appreciate, especially... Yeah. We'll get to it, but especially with the Renegade series. So, speaking of getting to it. Should we? Should we actually <laughs> begin? Um, so, the first thing we do on this podcast is Fan Art Friday. So, this is from June 5th. It's by L-E-S-Y-A Blackbird on Instagram, who has actually shared several times with us. This is Scarlet and Wolf. Scarlet's got her gun ready to go. Her hair looks gorgeous and wild and curly, and I love it. Wolf looks broody and like a scarred up angel yeah angel like angel from the tv series not yes. angel like halo and wings <laughs> he does not look like an angel with a halo and wings although he does look like he's about to grab her boob he does he does i think it's meant to be like a protective stance but yeah definitely looks like he's about to grab some some boob there's gonna <laughs> be a boob, boob grab there's gonna there's be a boob grab, grab. it's happening yeah and Scarlett will probably be okay with it, honestly. I just really like the hair because I, well, you can't tell because it's in a ponytail, but I have curly hair. And it's, sometimes I see fan art and everybody's depiction is different because that's the joy of reading. We all get our own experiences, but she's supposed to have curly hair. So I love when the fan art includes the curls mm-hmm. in the hair. And Wolf has all these scars everywhere. And you can see like the veins in their neck from the stress, which is great. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. This has really nice artwork. I hope the 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 artist behind it did not think that I was making fun of them with the boob grab <laughs> because that's just my personality. The artwork is really fantastic. It is. And like I said, we've gotten to share artwork from LESYA Blackbird before. So a big thank you for sharing it again. And you can find them on Instagram and you can find the artwork everywhere at Prince Kai Fan Pot, including the website. Last week, Patreon members voted for chapter titles. Chapter 37 is titled Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. In Chapter 38, I was really excited about 
because the chapter title voted on was Everything I Own by I Can't Go On, I'll Go On. And I desperately wanted Patreon to pick that one. I even considered messaging all of them and being like, hey, uh, this is why I really want you to choose this song. I think it's perfect. Please, 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 please choose it. And then I was like, no, because then that's like me buying votes. <laughs> but Don't I just, cheat. <laughs> I really love that song. I really love the band that covers it in that version. Uh, and I thought it was really great for Scarlett's last chapter with her grandmother. And so now, chapter 39... The last week we left off with Scarlett and her grandmere in a cell in the basement of the now abandoned opera house in Paris, where she learned about Princess Celine and came to the realization that Princess Celine is Cinder. And then they heard footsteps down the corridor. So that's creepy and eerie. We enter the scene. Scarlett shields her grandmother to protect her from whoever is coming. The footsteps has stopped, but they know someone is still coming. I already said I was going to read a paragraph in my notes. Her grandmother's bandaged hand slipped into hers and she turned back. Her gut clamped. Streaks of dried blood were on the weathered face. Her hair was tangled and matted. She was little more than a wasted skeleton now, though her brown eyes were still strong, still vibrant, still filled with more love than was kept in all the rest of the world. Well, that's why I wanted to read it, because it was really pretty yeah, and sad. Yeah, it is. I was just going to say that I'm mad at you for making me join you on these chapters because they're, <laughs> they're awful. Why did you invite me for these? Why couldn't so I do something intense. more fun? You uh, feel free. I'm starting <laughs> press in July. So if there's a chapter you want, you just message me and okay. I will I will okay. put your name aside. I've got chapter one, two, and three covered already because people have been calling dibs. I won't. We are spoiler free. Well, all I will say, because this is super vague, so I feel like it's fine. Someone claimed the butterfly chapter of winter a long-ass time ago. (laughs) I feel like saying nothing but the word butterfly is vague enough that it's not a spoiler, right? Right, no. But everybody knows what I'm talking about and Uh why it got grabbed so quickly. So when we get to winter, (laughs) that one was already, that was saved a long time ago. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll go ahead and I'll... I'll read them again for like the 80th time and I'll pick out my chapters right now and I won't pick that. So grandmother tells her to run. Scarlett persists that, no, I'm going to save you. We're doing this together. And grandma says, which I love, this is not your fight. I love that she says that like, no, this isn't, this isn't your fight. You need to get out. I never wanted you here in the first place. Because she's here and she's She's not leaving. No, she's not leaving without her grandma. She thinks maybe it was Wolf coming to help her. Because he did give her the chip, so maybe he was good after everything. I really, it made me, like, really sad when she was, like, it's unbelievable that she wanted to see him again after everything he'd done to her. I'm like, but he gave you the chip. He's still good. He's still a good guy. Yes. But she starts to think Wolf would be great because he's strong enough to carry Grandma. And if it was him, then they would be saved. (sighs) But it's not him. It's Rand. (laughs) It's not him. My husband is not here to do a scary voice, which is fine because I don't think Rand deserves it. Ugh. Aw, little fox. Just how did you get out of your cell? Now, can you do that? Can you do a good deep voice? My deep voice sounds like a little girl trying to do a deep voice, so I just don't bother anymore. <laughs> I haven't done a male voice in a long time. I used to do a lot of 
read alouds, but I haven't done. I can do like a like a ten year old boy voice, but I have not done a an angry werewolf voice <laughs> in a long time. My husband's was. Oh, where's my phone? I'll play it for you. All the listeners got to hear it, but God, it was great. I loved it so much. I was very happy I married him. <laughs> okay, here. Hello, little girl. I believe my queen has been looking for you. Look for Isn't that great? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> See why I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah, there's no comparison. No, there's not. He did tell me that if there were specific quotes later on in the series um, to give him a heads up and not make him do it in the middle of recording like I did last night, literally in the middle of recording, I was like, I wonder if he'll do this and ran out of the room and made him come in and record it. So he was like, if you just tell me ahead of time, I'll like record it and then you can just insert it later. And I was like, okay, I might do that. I might do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. If I had known, like I would have practiced, I would have, I would have tried. Yeah. I didn't think about it, but I just don't have a good voice. I do like that he calls her little fox because the thing about foxes is that there's some well, I guess they're often depicted as red, but they're not all red. Mm-hmm. But they're supposed to be, you know, sneaky and wily. Yeah. Which That's is why you don't actually see Scarlet. them a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a great description of Scarlet. So Scarlet says, leave my grandmother alone. And Grandma is like, I'm going to f*** with him. <laughs> oh, and, and she, she does. And she <laughs> him. And she, <laughs> don't worry about him. He's only an Omega. He must have been left behind because he's too weak to join the battle. Like, how angry was he getting right at this point? It's like, don't, don't call him an Omega. You're just going to rile him up. Yes. Scarlet the whole time's like, stop, stop, Grandmother, stop. Grandma is a sassy little minx, and she's like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> this would be my mom if she was in this situation. She would be like, I'm still going to talk. <laughs> You can beat me and leave me in a cell, but I'm going to talk all the way. (laughs) He says he stayed behind because he has unfinished business and his eyes are filled with hatred. Scarlet again puts herself in between the two of them to try to protect grandma. And grandma says, you are nothing, nothing but a puppet for that thaumaturge. They've taken away your gift and turned you all into monsters. But even with all the strength, all the senses, all the bloodlust, you remain the lowest of your peers, and you always will be. Talking queen. Yeah. 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 It's bad. It's no wonder it's Scarlet bad. idolizes her so much. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, Scarlet doesn't really have anyone else to look up to. So Grandma would be an awesome person to have in your life to look up to, I think, if you were Scarlet. Like we talked about before, I'm a very, like, sensitive person, so I would love it if I had someone, like, well, I say that, and my mom is kind of, like, grandma. Like, she doesn't put up with anybody, and I'm still sensitive. So maybe not. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's Scarlet's grandma in this situation, like, talking to people that are torturing her and goading them on and stuff. Like, that's totally something my mom would do, and I'm still really sensitive, so maybe not. <laughs> so Rand has murder on his face. Scarlet's like, don't listen to her. Stop it. Stop talking to him. It's fine. And he he laughs and says, you're wrong, you old hag. Not cool, Rand. Not cool. Do not call her a hag. 
what he reveals is that a member who kills his alpha becomes the pack alpha and his brother is his alpha and Fran knows his weakness. Oh, oh, looking directly into Scarlet's eyes in that moment. Hmm. He's pretty sure he knows how to overpower Wolf now. Or Zayev. Such a cool name. He's always going to be Wolf to me. I just think Zayev is a cool name, but I think I often call him Wolf more than Zayev. Yeah. It's just out of habit. And in my notes, it's just just letters. I don't bother typing it out. So my notes actually say like R, G, S, and W everywhere. (laughs) No. As long as you know what it means, it's fine. Yeah, and I think it's fairly easy for people to understand. But <laughs> it is kind of funny if you take it out of context, you know, because I get because like one of them is R mocks G. <laughs> but Patreon members have gotten used to my shorthand, so it's fine. <laughs> so G calls him naive and weak. And in Omega, and that's when Scarlet realizes what Grandma's plan is. And she starts to beg Rand to ignore her. She doesn't mean it. She's old. She's delirious. Leave her alone. Nice try, Scarlet. That girl knows exactly what she's saying. Yeah, you're not going to stop, Grandmother. She's going to keep you safe for as long as she possibly can. Like a good granny. Yeah. Like a good granny. Granny is there. I'm sad that you didn't sing that just then. Like a good granny, Michelle Benoit is there. <laughs> I'm not the best singer. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sing for you. It's your first time on the podcast. So I want to make you happy so you'll come back. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. So Scarlett realizes her plan and begs Rand to leave her alone. Just don't worry about it. Rand grabs Scarlett by her hair. And throws her into the corner of the room and then lifts grandma by her throat, which reminded me of the chapter with Wolf. Because we talked a lot several chapters back in the beginning of Scarlet. When Scarlet met Wolf for the first time, he was fighting someone in the tavern and lifted him up by his throat with his mm-hmm. bare fingers. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like the incredible amount of strength it would take to do that to a grown man. Yeah. A frail old lady who's obviously been malnourished and tortured for three weeks. Not as impressive, but it's still a lot. You know? But you know uh, what? He's an Omega. So maybe that's all he's got. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it just It's just creepy because that's also, you see it in movies all the time where people are doing that, where they lift someone by their throat or, or push them against a wall mm-hmm. in that mannerism or something. Um But Scarlet realizes that Grandma is too weak to fight back. So she jumps on Rand's back and he he basically doesn't notice. He drops Grandma. He throws Scarlet into the wall, which I'm guessing are made of bricks. They're in an opera house basement Mm -hmm. in Paris. I'm guessing it's made of red brick. Um, And Grandma tries to tell her to run, but nothing followed. Her eyes lingered open, eerily empty. Moment of silence for Grand Mir Benoit. Yeah. Rest in peace, Grandmere. Rest mm. in peace. It makes me sad that they finally got reunited and then... And then she immediately dies? Yeah, that's Immediately awful. dies, yeah. But it's not enough for her to just die. Ran bites her neck. 
Like a starved animal having brought down his first hill, Rand leaned over and clamped his jaws over Michelle Benoit's neck. So just like, again, we saw in the tavern a couple chapters ago with Cinder and Thorn. I'm so sorry. Cinder and Captain Carswell Thorn. Please use his full name. Yes, I have, I have been instructed and I will do so from now on. And I apologize for the disrespect. It was not intentional. Thorn is my favorite character. So for the person who messaged me that I need to start calling him Captain Carswell Thorn at all times, I apologize. Uh, believe me when I tell you there was no disrespectment because I adore Thorn. <laughs> but like we saw in that chapter, that was how the monster that my husband so beautifully did a voiceover for killed the officer. He grabbed her by the neck and ripped it to shreds. Mm -hmm. And that's when Scarlet remembers her grandmother's accusation. They've turned you all into monsters. Sounds like it. Yeah. I'm pretty scared. But that's, you know, that's the stereotypical wolf murder. Yeah. Werewolves, regular wolves, dogs vampires yeah i know that's not a wolf but like yeah we all think of vampires when we think of biting the neck you know so scarlet starts basically dry heaving because she hasn't actually eaten anything so there's nothing there to throw up but she feels like she wants to throw up so sounds like dry heaving which is very uncomfortable she bit her tongue also uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable thing yeah i actually bit the tip of my tongue off at one point so I have a seizure disorder. I've talked about that before on my podcast. I don't know if I told you that before. Mm-mm. And some idiot put a spoon in my mouth when I had no. a seizure thinking he was helping me. And I bit off the teeny tiny tip and they had to stitch it back on. It was very uncomfortable for a very long time. There's a teeny tiny little scar, but I was not happy. <laughs> no, please. Like, can we no. just have a like a PSA? Please do not put spoons in people's no. mouths. If you see someone having a seizure, make sure that they are turned on their side, that they're not smacking their head on like a bench or something. If it lasts longer than 30 seconds, call 911. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, that's literally all you can do. It's And if if there was a doctor there, that's all they could do. So trust me when I say you're doing your best. (laughs) If you try to do anything else, you'll probably harm the person. So don't do that. That was... uh, public service announcement from <laughs> fictional hangover podcast and Prince Kai fan pod podcast. So, and now back to the show, uh, <laughs> Scarlet starts to crawl to try and get away from Rand. She's trembling. She sees that her hands are sickly pale, which I don't know why, but that really creeped me out. Just the concept of her, like she looks down at her hands and they're like trembling and she sees how pale she is. And she's like, Oh, I'm really scared. Oh, no, this is awful. Let me dry heap some more. Yeah. <laughs> she remembers her grandmother's words. She has to run. So she runs to the stage. She finds the strength to climb up the stairs, but she can hear the footsteps coming for her. She's backstage at the opera house, and I love the stage. The stage is set up for a forest scene. It's perfect. <laughs> it's literally the story of Little Red Riding Hood happening I, right now. <laughs> I love it so much. It made me so happy. I don't know if I remember that. I've read this book like a million times and I I don't know if I ever realized that. I think reading these chapters, I'm always like going through it so quickly because everything's happening so fast. But noticing that they were in a forest scene, I was like, oh, this is like 
This is so perfect. I love it. It made me think of Red Riding Hood because he is a wolf mutant guy. They're in a forest. He just killed her grandmother. He's not currently wearing her grandmother's clothes. So depending well, on which fairy tale you're following, it may or may not line up. The original fairy tale, he made a stew and made her eat her mm, grandmother. Yeah. Don't tell that so, one. We're Don't not doing that, that one. one, but he did bite her grandmother in the neck, so it's, it's still pretty vicious. So she grabs a wrought iron candelabra. Awesome. I'm so glad that she was like, I need a weapon. That's a good yeah. weapon to choose. It is. That's how I am. I always have something. Our new house that we're renting, we've been here like eight months now, has an alarm system with like a burr, burr, every time a door opens. Kind of like if you go into a shop or something. Mm-hmm. And the other day, my husband came home when he wasn't supposed to come home. And it was the middle of the night. And I and just you got immediately out. grabbed a candelabra. No, <laughs> I was in the shower. So I turned, I turned the, I turned the water on hot as possible, grabbed the hose, and then just stood there like this. <laughs> and then he was like, "Babe, are you home?" I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> I, was I was like, gonna I, burn was to, my I was like, I was about to burn your face off. <laughs> He was like, I live here. <laughs> you just grab whatever you can, guys. There's, And you know what's funny is I was in the shower. Otherwise, I would have grabbed a can of mace because there's a mace all over my house. There's mace like on the bookcase. There's mace in my bedroom. There's mace in my purse. My husband has some in his room. There's some by the back door. Just You, you never need know. to keep some in the shower. I need to keep some in the shower. Although I've got a feeling soap in the eyes and hot water is going to be a good one. It would be. It would be pretty good. Yeah. But you're also slippery and naked, so not a lot of leverage trying to actually get away. Yeah. But you could do some damage. And I have two dogs, so. Two dogs and a million cans of mace. I know. (laughs) The dogs are almost enough because Scamp especially. Yeah, Scamp's not letting anybody hurt me. If Quentin tickles me and I make the wrong noise, Scamp will literally bite his hand. Oh, my God. Or if he yells at me, like if Quentin and I are across the house from each other and he yells, Scamp will go and bark at him. (laughs) Like, don't yell at mom. We don't yell at mom. No, we don't do that. No, we don't yell at mom. Even even if I'm the one yelling, he doesn't care. I can yell as much as I want. It doesn't matter. But like, it's not okay for him to, it's not okay for Quentin to yell, which (laughs) is funny. Mom is more important, guys. Or... It's Scamp is like, mom's a little bitch, dad. Come on. <laughs> Don't yell at her. You're going to hurt her feelings. <laughs> She's going to get out the mace. Yes. Well, he, he also treats me like an invalid because whenever cause my husband's in the military, so sometimes he goes out of town. And whenever he leaves, Scamp kills animals and brings them to me. But <laughs> only if Quentin is gone. You can't care for yourself. No, I'm going to starve to death if I if if. He's not here to feed me, so and so will his brother Beowulf. So if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm good. I don't know about Quentin. He's never given Quentin food, but I'm good. Maybe he would let you share it. I don't know if I would share it. Depends on how nice Quentin is being that day. Might be my squirrel. He better not be yelling at you that day. No, we can go get your own go get your own crow. He actually brought a full sized crow into my home and killed it on the carpet. Excellent. He's a 30-pound dog. <laughs> full-size crow. I don't know if anybody's seen a full-size crow, but those things are a lot bigger than you think they are. 
They're huge. <laughs> They're huge. And he brought it into the house and killed it on the carpet and then looked at me like, Mom, look what I did. And I was like, I'm a vegetarian, but thanks. <laughs> I'm glad I'm laughing a little bit because now I have to go back into Stressville population me. Um, so she grabs the candelabra. She's ready to go. Ran bursts in and his chin is covered in her blood. It's so creepy. It's like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah. I feel like if this were a movie, there would be like quick screen edits and screen changes and a broken fluorescent light somewhere would be flickering. Mm -hmm. There's always a Mm -hmm. broken fluorescent light flickering. Yes. Or like a bulb swinging. Yes. Yes, that might actually be more realistic, like a chandelier swinging because mm-hmm. they're in the opera house. Yeah. Yeah, I can picture that. So she, she slams the candelabra into his head, which is good. It yes. should have knocked him out. Anybody else, it probably would have, but uh, not these weird mutant guys. No. Uh, he just falls no. into the fabric and she runs away. She tries to jump off the stage into the orchestra pit and lands on her knees. Ow. Yeah, that is uncomfortable. But can you just imagine Rand, like, being tangled up in curtains in the background trying to get out while she's, like, collapsed Scooby on the style. ground? Yes. 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 That's how That's how I have to imagine it. Otherwise, it's like, this scene is awful. This is terrible. Yeah. I, have to, I, I try to imagine it as like, a, as, like, a Scooby-Doo moment. It's more yeah. amusing to me that way. Yeah. <laughs> Except for then he's covered in blood, and that's it just well, that's draws you back out. Where you could pretend it's, like... Ketchup or something, I don't know. Spaghetti. Um, He's just had a spaghetti meal. Yeah. Lots of meatballs. (laughs) She runs out of the auditorium and she hears inhumanly fast footsteps follow her. Ran grabs her by the hood, which is not on her head, but that's still, like, that's a yank by the neck. Mm -hmm. But she's smart. She uses the momentum to swing back and kick him in the nuts. Yes. And we all cheer for Scarlet at this moment. It says groin, but I'm going with nuts. Yeah. And uh, got him in the balls. I did find a clap track to put, and I'm going to input it right here. Badass Queen Scarlet moment. She gets some claps. (laughs) So she runs around the crumbling opera house. She's desperate to get outside. And. God, I love the way this is described so much. As she hit the lobby floor, the silhouette of another man moved across the exit. I just like that it's a silhouette. It's just like Mm. she can see another person, but she doesn't know who it is. So she's like, oh, great. Another one. That's fun. (laughs) Let me find another candelabra. (laughs) Can I have two? (laughs) Dual wielding candelabras. (laughs) Like, uh, Like ninja? Yes. Yes, like nunchucks. But But with candelabras. Yes. Yeah. She runs the other way, but the stairs go back to the basement, and the footsteps follow her. Her adrenaline starts fading, and she realizes if she goes to the right, she'll be back in her cell. So she has to go to the left, past a half-dressed ancient statue. And I kind of like the inclusion of the statue, because I don't know why it's there. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess it's just to remind you that, you know, she can go to prison or she can, you know, be out here in the opera house. Maybe it's, you know, like a supposed to be a contrast. Like this way is awful. Don't go this way. Go this way. 
maybe something like that. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. I was just trying to figure out why it was there because it's probably a prop, but it seems like it's a real statue. Maybe the opera house is very fancy. There are fountains, too. It's probably fancy. I don't uh, I have never been to an opera house, but all of the ones I've seen in movies and TV shows look very fancy. Yeah. So it's probably a fancy opera house. I may never know. I'll never get to go to one. You might. You might get to go to France one day. I don't know. There's the world is on lockdown still in some places. (laughs) Yeah. Just give it a little while. Yeah. I wouldn't have the money to go anytime any soon anyways. You should start planning for it now. We plan to, when my husband retires, take two months because my family is Romanian, so I want to go over there. My husband's family is Luxembourgish, so we want to go there. I've always wanted to go to Machu Picchu and Egypt. He's always wanted to go to Ireland and visit the Guinness Lake or whatever it's called. That'll so, be fun. Yeah. So you're, you're already planning it. Yeah, it's just going to be a really long time before he retires. So so I think he's only been in, how long have we been married? Seven. So he's been in eight years. Uh, Not and time to retire yet. He's hoping for 24 years. So mm-hmm. a while. You got a little while, but then you can just plan everything out and it'll be perfect when you get to exactly. go. Exactly. And I'm, I'm excited for it when it does happen. It's just, I need to remember to go to Opera House. Maybe I'll do a live podcast episode and, uh, <laughs> When you're still recording, when you're 55, in, reading young adult in, books, you'll get well, to go in six, Yeah, in 16 years, maybe I'll do a live, maybe by then I'll be a super famous podcast and people will like come to the opera house to meet me and do signings and stuff. That would be cool. You can always hope. It's like 16 years later and I still only have like 800 followers and the yeah. same like. <laughs> but you've got, like, you, you now have 22 people on Patreon. Yes. Instead of <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she's trying to figure out where to go and she hits the fountain and Rand jumps on top of her. He has the eyes of a madman, a murderer. And it reminds me of Wolf when he was fighting Hunter. She screams, which I picture her scream in my head very much like the typical scary movie, high pitch girl scream. That's mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah. But it also, yeah. like, it's cut off, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She's so terrified she just can't scream anymore. She just tries and it won't come out all the way. Yeah, where did, it says that she like it's like a strangled scream, right? Yeah, fear clamped her throat shut, strangling a scream. Yeah, she's trying. You know, that's actually a reoccurring dream of mine um, where something bad will be happening to me and I'll be trying to scream and nothing will come out of my mouth. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. I was telling a couple weeks ago, I was telling Leah, I believe, on one of the episodes she was on from Wyatt Book Chat Podcast, that I had a dream I couldn't uh, scream or open my mouth. And when I woke up, I had bitten the inside of my cheek so bad that uh, they had to do one of those cotter things so it wouldn't abscess. Oh. Yeah. That's a terrible dream. Right. And, you know, all I don't really remember the dream. All I remember is I was trying to scream and I couldn't get my mouth open. So, like, it must have been a bad dream, but yeah. I don't really remember why it was a bad dream. I guess that's good. Question mark. It, it doesn't do me a lot to prepare. <laughs> uh, so 
he pulls her up toward his face and he has the breath of rotten meat and blood, her grandmother's Ugh. blood. Ugh. If I hate it was, this part. I know. I wish don't I had even a scary voice. You... I have to say it, but I wish I had a scary voice because I don't think I'm going to do it justice. But it wasn't such a repulsive thought. I might take advantage of you here now that we're alone. <laughs> Just to see the look on my brother's face. When I told him about it. No. Ugh. It's no, so disturbing. You. And you know what? It, it, that's that's some real serious for a young adult book. Yeah. So he throws her at the statue, which knocks the wind out of her completely. And she hears a battle cry, a thud, and then snarling. And we all say, yay? Is it wolf? Two forms, jaws snapping, blood dripping, and she, oh, I love that she sees glowing emerald eyes. That, I just love the glowing emerald eyes. Yeah. Don't know why. The opponent's glowing emerald eyes pierced Scarlet for one heart-stopping moment before he flipped Rand over his head. I just... Love the emerald eyes. Maybe because I have green eyes. Maybe this is like a narcissistic moment for me. Mm, yes, but... it's probably it's probably what it is. I'm sure. <laughs> but he flips Rand completely over his head, and it's Wolf. The emerald eyes belong to Wolf. And we're so happy about that. Maybe, Are we? Are we? maybe <laughs> because hopefully he's a good guy, right? Hopefully. So let's talk about chapter titles for 39. Since this is your first episode, should I go first? You can. So I chose Monster by Megan Dia. I don't know if anyone knows who Megan and Dia are. They're a sister duo group. They do indie alternative music. Uh, they were really popular in the 2000s. Um in my crowd of people, they're an indie group from Chicago. I'm not sure a lot of people have heard of them, but they were popular for me and my friends. And I, I liked that song because some of the lyrics translate well. One of them is, um, monster, how should I feel? Creatures lie here and wait. Mm. That reminded me a lot of like Scarlett trying to deal with how she's feeling about her grandmother, how she's trying to get away, how she's feeling about Wolf and all of that while monsters are attacking her. Yeah. Um, so what was uh, the chapter song you came up with? Mm, I went with probably a song that if you are a fan of the Beatles, you probably hate. Uh, it's called Run for Your Life. And it's a pretty awful song. They're talking about how if they see the girl with another man, then they're going to kill her. But there's a lot of repeated refrain, run for your life, run for your life. And I felt like that's a really good song for this scene because that is exactly what Scarlett is going through. And, and it's also what grandma kept telling her. It's what grandma her told her to do. It's what she's trying to do. And someone's going to kill her. So yeah. that's what I went with. Nobody like likes it. that song. Nobody likes I don't, that song. I feel Beatles, like but... I should know that song and I don't. So... I'd probably one of those things, like, if I played it, I would recognize it, but yeah. Yeah. off the top of my head, I don't. So Patreon members will get to vote on their chapter titles. They'll be posted 
probably the end of after this episode is when I normally post them. My quote was, and sh- you you don't know this because you're not familiar with the podcast, but I often like to pick the last quote of a chapter when it's a cliffhanger. Mm. So page 386, the ground vibrated from the impact, but Scarlet barely felt it. Wolf. It was wolf. That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> so um, what was your quote? I went with... Like a starved animal, having brought down his first kill, Rand leaned over and clamped his jaws over Michelle's neck. Because I like the worst scenes in every chapter. That that was a pretty horrific That panel. was an I awful mean, one. That's yeah. literally like a, you'll lose your PG-13 rating on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, anytime they talk about that stuff, probably because I grew up watching Buffy and Angel, I immediately think of things like that. Hmm. Of the vampires bending over their necks and things like that. Yeah. 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 And I know a lot of listeners are probably like, who's Buffy? I like Twilight. But Buffy was who I grew up with when I hear hear vampires. I think of, you know, stakes in the heart and turning into dust and things like that. I mean, that's pretty good. What about True Blood? Never watched it. You should watch True Blood. There's a lot of werewolves that rip out throats. Okay, so there's a parallel I wouldn't know. My first my first ever experience with vampires, what other than like the count on Sesame Street, who we all know <laughs> is a vampire, but like why is he on Sesame Street? Because <laughs> they have obsessive compulsive disorder and have to count everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> but the 1980s movie Lost Boys. I love Lost Boys. It terrified yep. me. My babysitter got in a lot of trouble for letting me watch it because I had nightmares for months. And apparently when I scream, it sounds, uh, it's not a pretty, it's not pleasant. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it made my parents not sleep when they heard it. So I guess they were really mad at her. But Lost Boys is such a good movie. So terrifying. That probably in hindsight wasn't the best babysitter. I remember a lot about her. Her name was Stephanie. She now works at a strip club. My dad met her there once and was like, uh, didn't you used to watch my kids? Um, (laughs) It's really, really a good story. (laughs) But she also had a Marilyn Manson poster on her wall. The one where it was like, uh, you could see under the skin. Oh, mm -hmm. and she babysat me when I was like nine. So between that and letting me watch Lost Boys. Uh, and I'm, I mean, let your kids watch what they want. There's no judgment here. I don't give a f- what you do with your kids. I don't have any. But even at 30, Lost Boys is kind of scary. So maybe not a nine-year-old's thing. I watched it when I was a child and I loved it. And I yeah. turned out just fine. Okay, that's fair. My sister, Lindsay, uh, loves scary movies. She watched The Exorcist when she was like seven. Mm, yep, me too. I love scary movies. I love now, horror novels it- too. Part of it is my dad's fault. So my dad's name is Michael Myers. Excellent. And he used that as an opportunity. So we know our dad's name. We're sitting in the living room. We're watching Halloween. I think I was seven. And it gets to the part where it says his name. And my dad recorded it. It's on a video camera of me (laughs) and my sister sitting on the floor in front of the coffee table. And my parents are on the couch and we're watching TV. And they say Michael Myers, they say his name, and we know he's the bad guy. And you see both of my sisters and I turn around like, <laughs> just stare open-mouthed in horror at my dad. It would have been better if he had put a mask on. 
He wears the mask every year. Good. Yeah. Missed and opportunity he, otherwise. I'm proud. He gets, I'm proud of he your father. Gets genuinely insulted on Halloween if he sees someone else wearing the mask. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know your dad, but I like him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm actually adopted, so that should tell you that he's a great guy, right? Since oh, he adopted yeah. me. Yeah, that's so maybe that's why I have an issue with scary stuff was because like growing up my dad was like, Ooh, this'll be fun. Yes. Uh Looking back, I can see as a parent why that would be fun or terrifying, whichever. It made my sister really like scary movies, and it made me scared of everything. So I guess it has its drawbacks. (laughs) Just a few. So let's start chapter 40. Thankfully, we're still with Scarlet and Wolf. Um, That was some pretty cliffhanger to end up on i'm glad that we're still because sometimes she does that and it'll be like four chapters before we get back to that story which is great writing that means you never stop reading (laughs) there's no like one more chapter but i'm still grateful that we're in that scene so i don't have to try and switch emotions so quickly (laughs) which happens a lot you know it'll be like a terrifying scene and then we're like kai walked around his office i'm like uh (laughs) Wait, people are getting murdered, and now we have to go and see what Kai's up to. Like, like, no, stop it. I'm on two different emotional platforms right now. I need, like, a, I need to find a middle ground somewhere. It's also a good thing that we're continuing, and, like, the episode's not over. Because that yeah. would be an awful cliffhanger to leave your listeners with. For the most part, every episode has two chapters. Some exceptions. The first chapter of every book is always by itself. And if a chapter is either really long or I know is going to have a lot of discussion, Mm -hmm. but even then, sometimes I'll still do two chapters and I'll just like warn my guest of like, hey, you know, this might be like a three and a half hour episode, (laughs) but I really didn't want to split the chapters. (laughs) So deal with it. Pretty much. Like, I think chapter 43 is supposed to be by itself, but if listeners want to look ahead at chapter 43, they'll probably be able to figure out why. I mean, if nothing else, it's like 15 pages long, and most of the chapters are like eight. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back with Wolf and Scarlet and Ran. It's just so intense. I feel like I need a shot or something. Take a break. <laughs> right? So Scarlet can almost see the energy coming off their bodies as they fight. They basically go back and forth for the whole chapter with she's mine over and over again. Mm -hmm. Rand says Wolf is an embarrassment and a disgrace. Okay. Calm the down, Omega. Omega Bob. Yeah, you're a wiener and everyone knows it. (laughs) Come on. And Rand says our mission is to kill. Now stand aside so I might kill her if you're not willing to do it yourself. And we all roll our eyes. Yeah, Rian's not my fave. Um, no, no. Scarlet realizes she should be climbing the stairs, but she feels too weak. And I'm going to graze over it because pretty much all of page 387, 388, and 389 is them just like fighting. Mm-hmm. It's very well described. Marissa mm-hmm. Meyer does a great job of, you know, doing a play-by-play description, kind of like the fight scene with Wolf and Hunter, 
But reading it along with you guys for the podcast would basically just be like, Wolf did this, Rand did this, Wolf did this, Rand did this. That's not super fun. So they had a fight, and I think Wolf did better. Yes, Wolf wins. <laughs> Wolf is the winner of this fight. And right? Ran is a popular term on my show, a wiener bag. I like wiener bag. Yeah, I like a wiener bag. We haven't come up with one for Ran. I did start to call Lavana the Predator. Ooh, yes. Which mm-hmm. has uh, a whole new meaning after I read Ferris. Have I read mm-hmm. Ferris? Mm-hmm. I've read it. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everyone who's read Ferris will know why, and everyone who hasn't, uh, stay with the podcast. I will be starting Ferris in May of 2021. So, you know, <laughs> in a year, just check in, uh, and you'll see why. <laughs> but up to this point, we've been calling her that for the most part because she's been preying on Kai during mm-hmm. his weakest moments and trying to trick him into, or not trick him, but trying to politically maneuver him into marrying her. So, still fits. Um, basically, they fight. Candelabra and the candles litter the floor. Um, Wolf is obviously the better fighter. They're strategic and calculated, thinks multiple moves ahead. Ran goes after the bullet wound in Wolf's shoulder because, you know, Scarlet fucking shot him. Yep. And that's been an issue with me on multiple episodes where I'm like, why the f*** did she shoot him? But listeners are used to me complaining about that. So we'll just graze over it. But like, he wouldn't be able to do that to Wolf if she hadn't shot him. That's true. But, you know, if he was a respectable fighter, he probably wouldn't have done it. True story. And he's a wiener bag. So he's going to he's going to go for the bullet wound in the shoulder because that's the only advantage he can take. Right. And it still doesn't help. Yeah. And and to be fair, to be fair, if you're fighting for your life, go for any cheap shot you can. I'm going for the dick. I'm pulling people's hair. I got to do what I got to do. Go for the eyes. Yeah. Scout out eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, we don't like Rand. So we're going to make fun of him for going after the bullet wound. Yeah. We're going to say that that makes him a, a, what is it? A wiener bag? Wiener bag. He's a wiener, wiener bag. bag. I mm-hmm. like it. I'm going to go okay. with that. Okay. Maybe I should make a, maybe you should make that a t-shirt on your website. Maybe I should. Yeah. Wiener okay. bag. Wiener bag. Or, or it'll say like, don't be a wiener bag or they something like that. Bag. Nobody likes a wiener bag. No, no. Um, I should, <laughs> I should do that. Although we do have. Oh, it should be on a tote. A tote. Yes. Because yes. it's a bag. It's a wiener yeah. bag. Yep. Doing ah. it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I do need to put our, like, it's my life philosophy uh, that I've shared on the podcast. And now it's it's encroaching on Claire's life as well. Um, My like just every everything about my life. And anytime I want someone to, you know, not be terrible. I, I just I just want everyone to not be a garbage person. Don't be a garbage person. Don't be a garbage person. So I think if I put that, I'd have to put that on a shirt, too. If I'm doing wiener bag, I'd have to put yeah. don't be a garbage person. Absolutely. On, on something as well. Yeah. Little sneak peek. One of the things I'm planning on doing for the merch. Well, by the time this episode comes out, the merch should already be launched is don't get glamored, which is my sign off phrase. Nice. At the end of every episode, I say until next time, don't get glamored. So I want a shirt that says yeah. don't get glamored. Yeah. So. <laughs> so where are we? They fought a lot. We are on them fighting and Rand goes after the bullet hole. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how much of this to read. Okay, basically they fight. Rand goes after the bullet wound. Wolf howls, but still is able to gain purchase and get the fight back to himself. Wolf dropped down and snapped his jaw around Rand's throat. Scarlet hid behind her arms but couldn't bring herself to look away. Blood gurgled up, coating Wolf's chin and neck, dribbling down onto the mosaic floor. Rand shook and jerked, but the struggle was quick to drain out of him. A moment later, Wolf released him, letting the dead body slump onto the floor. So that's pretty gross and terrifying. Yeah. We might need to go watch an episode of SpongeBob after these chapters to avoid nightmares. You might need to do that. Yeah. Also, one of my graduation presents was Pretty Little Liars on DVD. Mm-hmm. So I've already been in like a very dramatic place all weekend, binge watching that. <laughs> now we're discussing wolf murders. It's really well described, though. Like, it is. There's lots of dripping blood and fangs and like licking the blood off of your fangs. It's good. I love that she describes Rand's body shaking and jerking mm-hmm. and how it hits the floor, the dead body slump onto the floor. Because I feel like that just provides a good visual of the body just like dropping Mm -hmm. in such a gravitized way scarlet finally finds some strength she runs up the stairs into the doors wolf starts chasing her she's outside and she doesn't see anybody at first but then she notices a woman across the way and she tries to get to her to get to help but a man appears the woman screams and the scream is cut short and she hears a howl so in case listeners forgot they're in the middle of a war of an attack on Earth from Lavana's soldiers that are like Wolf and Ran and the wonderful voiceover creepy guy from cha- a couple chapters ago. Scarlet basically, I don't want to say she gives up, but her whole thing here was just I I have to get outside. I have to get outside. If I can get outside, I will see someone and they will help me. And then the very first person she sees gets eaten by a wolf. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> like, now there's, now she's there's like, no well, hope what left. am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. And she basically just passes out. Well, not passes out, but she just like drops to the floor. She's just, she can't. Yeah. T- terror and hopelessness choked Scarlet all at once, and she fell, silt and concrete dinging into her palms. Gasping, drenched with sweat, she rolled onto her back. She just can't anymore. Nope. Something I like to say a lot is I just can't even. She she just can't even at this she moment. Which has now become my husband mocking me when I complain about something. He'll be like, you just can't even, can you? And I'm like, no, I really can't even. <laughs> Which shout out to my sister, Lindsay, who's listening, because she's the one who started me saying it all the time. <laughs> also, she got me saying DT dub all the time instead of oh, by the way. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Because I, I just hope her a lot. I just hope I get you saying wiener bag all the time. I really want to say it all the time. I can't wait to use it in a sentence contextually in mm-hmm. front of my husband with no explanation. Can you please let me know how that goes? Oh, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm gonna he's been playing video games all weekend, so I'm pretty sure I just have to wait for him to like have a bad game with someone online and then I can be like, what a wiener bag and it'll just Yep. He'll Let me know how like, it goes. Where the fuck did wiener bag come from? Let me know how it goes. <laughs> and then I'll draw it on a tote and send you one. Yes! I would love that. <laughs> You'll be like, this is where it came from. 
Here's my like, look at my present. I love presents. <laughs> it's a wiener um, bag. It's a wiener bag. <laughs> so Wolf is there, but he the howling from the man that attacked the woman in the alley starts reverberating everywhere because all the other howls are responding. And Wolf is there, but he doesn't join in on the howling. His attention is all for Scarlet. Cold and sharp and hungry. Ugh, this whole rest of the chapter is just rough on me, guys. My notes were very small. I just, I feel like I want to just summarize it, but that's not fair to the listeners. So, she tries to crawl away. Wolf's eyes are golden green, black and seething. She can see him struggle and starts to wonder... Like, I know you don't want to hurt me. You helped me. You rescued me. What did they do to you? What have they done to you? Mm. Oh. And one of his response is not good. It's not good. You? What have you done to me? Yes. Because it's so angry. Because this is what he's dealing with. He doesn't know who to be anymore. We as the we have reader privilege. We know a few chapters ago he talked about being, you know, struggling with if he had just never met her, he wouldn't be torn between these two worlds. And, you know, we Scarlet doesn't know these things, so she doesn't really understand a lot of his responses. But thankfully, with reader privilege, we get to understand them. But she says, you protected me from Rian. It wasn't so you could kill me now. And he says, you don't know the thoughts going through my head. I just want to read their whole conversation. I I just. Okay, let's do that. Let's read their whole conversation. Just the dialogue. Not all the other stuff. Um, Do you want to be Wolf or do you want to be Scarlet? I will do whatever you would like for me to do. Hmm. Can I be Scarlet? I want to hear your, your, I mean, I it's, not, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to be good because I can't, I'm not, I'm not a very good, um, gravelly voiced male as I'm you can hear because I sound like I'm 12. Male. I know. Let's, let's start with things have changed on the bottom of page 392. And it's in response to you saying, you helped me, you rescued me. Things have changed. You protected me from Rian. It wasn't so you could kill me now. You don't know the thoughts that are going through my head. I know you're different from them. You said you never wanted to scare me. Well, you're scaring me. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm on an ebook, so I have to flip to the no, next No, it's okay. The next mm-hmm. line is me. Oh, good. Yeah, that is you. Stop this, Wolf. You're not one of them anymore. He's in my head. Scarlet, I can't. Just stay with me. Protect me like you said you would. It's just such a good scene. Oh, and it's such a good collapses. scene. He collapses. I love when she kisses him on the temple of his head. Yeah, it's really sweet. Even though he's really trying not to eat her. Yeah. It helps, though. But the chapter ends with something whooshed by her ear and thudded into Wolf's neck. Wolf went rigid. He looked up, eyes wide and already brightening with bloodlust, but then they grew bleary. With a strangled gurgle in his throat, the strength left him, and he collapsed on top of her. Well, let's talk about a chapter ending. Yeah, and everyone who's following along is like, what the f*** just happened? 
<laughs> Why did he collapse? Yeah, but you'll have to tune in next week. Tune in next week for another episode of Prince Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your song choice for this one? This one. <laughs> I, uh, and I almost, I almost went with this one for the last chapter because these two chapters were very similar. Yeah. Uh, I went with Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. Does everyone know this song from Dirty Dancing? I mean, you have different titles and people know you more than they know me so they'll probably pick your titles but that's the one that I went with um well the way that I do it is um sort of anonymously mm, okay so they don't really know who picked what chapter titles on mm-hmm. patreon okay until the episode comes out okay they just know Bethany told us these are the ones to pick okay so they don't get to know if I picked it or if it was from a a, a guest okay so I had two that I came up with, The Taste of Ink by The Used. Uh, not sure if everybody's familiar with that band. I am. I like, I like them. <laughs> I have I have a story. Go for it. About The Used. No one's going to care about it, and I even hate to think about it. But <laughs> my high school boyfriend looked exactly like the lead singer of The Used. And there's Ooh. one poster... God, it's is so long ago. There's one poster. It's black and white. They're in like a subway or something. Are you familiar with any of their artwork? And yeah, they're like, I'm like picturing which one you're talking about in my head. And he's like, he's like squatted down on the ground. Yeah, he's and he's exactly got what my high school boyfriend like looked tilted. like. It's exactly what my high school boyfriend looked like. That's like exactly. Kind of, that's kind of cool. Is that why you dated him? No, <laughs> I started listening to the used after. Yeah. Yeah. So this this particular, this is my favorite song by that band, Taste of Ink. It's my favorite song. I haven't listened to them in so long. Oh, I You're love You're bringing that. back memories. Yeah. <laughs> is it worth the can you even hear me standing with your spotlight on me? Not enough to feed the hungry. I'm tired and I've felt it for a while now. That's what I loved. I'm tired and i felt it for a while now really stuck with me. I know there's a line somewhere. Yeah, it's four o'clock in the f***ing morning. This is not four o'clock in the morning, but it was when they got to the opera house. So it kind of works. Mm-hmm. But the other one I chose just in case was Cat and Mouse by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Because, and that would have, I, I think, worked for either one of these chapters. But I like it more in this one because I feel like when it's Ran and Scarlet, Ran is the cat and Scarlet is the mouse. Mm-hmm. When it's Ran and Wolf, Ran is the mouse. Mm-hmm. And when it's Scarlet and Wolf, Scarlet is the mouse. Yeah. But you notice how Wolf is always the cat. Yeah. Yes. But that yeah. that actually is a, a another good band that I love and haven't listened to in a long time. We were talking about bands that were like popular in the 2010s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a really good song. I like the idea of the song being the title because of just the constant back and forth of mm-hmm. playing with your food yeah, kind of situation. But Patreon members will get to vote on those chapter titles. What was your quote from this chapter? Well, my quote from this one is, Wolf paused as he reached the center of the intersection. He was silhouetted by the moonlight, eyes gold and green and black and seething. Uh, there were a lot of eye references in these two chapters which is why i went with hungry eyes because they all they mention 
their eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very important here that his eyes are, are normally described as emerald and like bright and glowing green emerald. But now they're they're green, but they're also gold and black and seething. So there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions coming through his eyes right now. So I like that. Yeah, I like that. And I also think that with Wolf, it's always about the eyes. Yeah. She talks about the eyes when she first meets him, how the, yeah. the eyes are what sets him apart. So my quote was, his expression held pain and desperation and mute anger, but not for her. I feel like she has a good read on him. She can see that this, this is a big struggle for him, that he's obviously... He's obviously angry and he's obviously trying to figure out what to do. I mean, he even tells her like it's it. He's in my head. Mm-hmm. But I like that she can tell that like he is angry, but it's not at her. Yeah, it's not directed at her. She just has to find a way to get through and remind him who he is, who she is and why he doesn't want to hurt her. And yeah. then he gets knocked out. Yeah. Whoosh. <laughs> I love the word whoosh. Whoosh. It's a good word. So that was chapters 39 and 40. How do you feel about doing, because I know your podcast, you guys just do one book an episode. How do you feel about dissecting it chapter by chapter? I like chapter by chapter. Uh, a long, 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 long time ago, I listened to a podcast called MuggleCast. Yay! And they did chapter by chapters of Harry mm-hmm. Potter, and I really liked that. But I feel like, I mean, our summaries over at Fictional Hangover are very, very detailed. It's not just mm-hmm. like flipping over the back of the book and, you know, reading that. We go into a lot of detail. And you do. And you hit a lot of the major points I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I listened to the Cinder episode where I got to be a part of your Would You Rather segment. And I remember like, in the, I remember you guys talking about let's do the summary. And I was like, oh, okay. Thinking it was going to be like, a quick overview and it was like it was like a good 20 minutes of audio on just the summary. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um one of the reasons why I started doing the summaries like that in the podcast is because I mean I, I'm a librarian mm-hmm. and I mean my focus in school was young adult literature and young adult literature always holds a very special place in my heart but I know that not a lot of I mean, unless you're a teen librarian, not a lot of people will read these books or care about them as much as I do. And I I really wanted it to be like a reader's advisory option. So if there are, you know, maybe you're a brand new teen librarian and this isn't for you and you don't like you haven't started reading YA books yet and you need to know because your teens are coming to you talking to you, oh, I need this book to read. I want to read this book. Or, oh my gosh, I just read this book and I have to tell you all about it. Well, if you aren't familiar with the book, you could listen to my podcast and pretend that you had read it. Yes. So that is like one part of it that I really like. I I want people to know if you want to pretend that you've read this book, then listen to this and you'll know all about it. You'll know enough about it to have a conversation with a reader who absolutely loves it. And they will love you for it. It's great, too, because like a lot of times I've noticed with other podcasts that have a similar um, premise where they just do like the one book per episode, Mm -hmm. they'll talk about some of the major points, 
but not necessarily give context to what led up to those moments. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your summary did a good job of including those as well. So that's also helpful. Yeah. I just want people to pretend to read books, apparently. Yeah. Well, I also, my minor is school and young adult literature with an emphasis on middle grade reading apprehension, mostly Mm. because I have issues with people who hate graphic novels. If they're reading, just let them read. To any mom or dad who's listening, and or or just any adult listening who is doesn't want to let kids read graphic novels, think of it like this. <laughs> you can't expect a child to go from reading Dr. Seuss, where it's nothing but short sentences that all rhyme and pretty pictures, to reading The Hatchet. There yeah, needs to be a middle that. ground. There yeah. has to be a middle ground. Please encourage graphic novels. Magic Treehouse is sheer perfection if you want a middle grade book. I cannot sing the praises of Mary Pope Osborne enough. Goosebumps, Stories from Wayside High, the Warrior series, for some reason, is crazy popular. I don't get it. Something about cats, but the kids love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are obsessed. I shouldn't say something about cats. So the Warrior series, for those of you who are not familiar, is literally about animal factions. Yep. Yeah, there's there's cats and there's bears and monkeys and monkeys. And are there dogs? There's a dog one. There's a lioness and lion one. Um, my, That might be it. I think there's a panther one. I'm like picturing the covers in my head. Mm-hmm. But kids love them. Yeah, don't don't discourage whatever your readers are excited about. Yep. Just be excited for them, be excited with them and encourage it as much as possible because that's the, that's the age where you lose kids. Mm -hmm. Fourth grade to seventh grade is where you lose readers. They go from loving books because it's stuff like Pete, the cat, love Pete, the cat, Mm -hmm. llama mama, where everything rhymes. Everything has a purpose that they're familiar with. And not that stories like The Hatchet aren't great works of literature that we should study, but I just don't like the premise that you should switch from Dr. Seuss straight to The Hatchet. I like the idea of having a bunch of stuff in the middle. And if a bunch of stuff in the middle is picture chapter books, go for it. If it's a graphic novel, just be glad they're reading. Can I tell you a secret that I learned many, 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 many years ago when I was in undergrad? It's a very, very long time ago now. I took a graphic novel, an anime class, and the instructor of that class shared that when you read a graphic novel, you to fully understand it and to grasp everything that's happening, you have to read it three times. And a lot of those three times will happen at the same time. But you have to read the text, you have to read the pictures, and you have to read them both together. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what your kids are doing in their head they're they're seeing the pictures they're telling this they're learning the story from the pictures they're learning the pictures i mean they're learning the story from the words and then they're putting it together in their heads and it's forming this entire imagination thing and it's happening in their heads and you don't realize it because you think it's a comic book and you shouldn't read comic books but so many things are happening in their head when they're reading these stories so don't much take more them than- away 
Yeah, so much more than just printed words on a page is going on. So much more learning and development. And I, I've working at the bookshop, I've gotten an opportunity to, I think, turn a lot of parents because I've had their kids, you know, bring books from the biggest thing that I hate as a librarian is the advanced reader type programs. Mm-hmm. Only because, not because I don't think children should be challenged, but because I don't like the idea of pitting them against each other. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work with reading. Competition is not necessarily the best option. And it breaks my heart when a child brings me a book and their mom says, that's not on your reading list. That's not on your level is what kills me. That's not hard enough. Okay, so go find one that is hard enough and let them still read this one. Yeah. 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 And this I is hate that too. Like, my parents were super chill about reading. Welcome back to reading podcast. Um, my parents were super chill about reading. They just let me read. They didn't really care. The one time I got pushback was with Harry Potter, not for the reason you're going to think. Um, <laughs> when the first Harry Potter book came out, I was seven. And my aunt teaches fifth grade and she was reading it. Mm-hmm. And when I went to California, I used to go to California for a month every summer. And I had spent the summer with my aunt and uncle and my cousins and my grandparents. And she would, she read a couple chapters to me and I really liked it. And then I had to come back to Illinois and I told my mom, I wanted the book and she looked it up and she was like, Oh, you're not going to be, that's, you're not going to be able to understand that. And I'm going to have to explain everything to you. And I don't want to read it. So no, I wore her down. I wore her down. And what she did was she bought me the book, a dictionary and a pencil and told me, don't ask me any questions. So the very first copy I had of Harry Potter is filled with seven-year-old chicken scratch of me. Like I underlined any word I didn't know. And she told me, write it in the margin and then reread the sentence with the knowledge of that word. And it made me an even better reader. You know, I was able to read much bigger books at a much younger age because of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of parents are just like, that's not your level. Just pick something else. And they just leave it at that. Not realizing that they're, missing the opportunity to teach their children a learning technique that can be very helpful. Yeah. And they're also missing the opportunity to engage with their child. Mm -hmm. Because my mom still hasn't read the books. I can't get her to read the books for this podcast either because she, she, because, and this the sentence I hate most in the world. Oh, I just don't like young adult. I hiss at you. It's so good though, because you get excellent stories and, you know, there there's a lot of emotion in young adult books, and they're not as daunting as adult reads are. They are yeah. very relatable, no matter how old you are. Yeah. Like, I remember reading Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones's Diary is one of my favorite series. I love those books. And I remember the first time I read it, I was a junior in high school. And so I, I loved it. I thought it was great, and I thought it was funny. But a lot of it just wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. reading it as an adult several years later, I got a lot more of the jokes. I understood a lot more of her personal struggle. I really felt all the insecurities. I feel those even right this second. I feel those insecurities. They follow me wherever I go. But being 30 and reading a young adult book, I can relate to that age because I was that age. Mm-hmm. Being 14 and reading a young adult book, You are that age. Like, I just feel like young adult is one of those areas where everyone can relate to the age because they're already going through it or they've already been through it. 
Which is why a lot of times in these series, you'll hear me get frustrated with like Cinder and Scarlet's lack of self-preservation. It's not because I'm better than them. It's because I was 16 once and I also was reckless and stupid. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had context. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had some of these books when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. I think I was, um, the two authors I was obsessed with when I was a teenager was Ellen Conford, who wrote... So many teen books, they're all like two to 300 pages long, and they're just teen books. It's just, this is a girl, she's in high school, this is her story. Mm-hmm. And I loved them. I have them. I ordered them all off of Abe Books. They were like $3 each. It was very good use of my money. And then, of course, the queen of young adult, Meg Cabot. Love her. Worship her. Yeah. I I can't think of another author who's written as many successful female empowering protagonist young adult books as Meg Cabot. I think Marissa Meyer is getting up there, but I mean, I I would literally, she's probably the Nora Roberts of young adult literature. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Who do you think is your favorite young adult author? That's or hard to say. A, maybe pick a couple. It's hard to say because... I've made friends with a lot of young adult authors through doing the podcast and being a librarian and going to conferences and things like that. Um, okay, well, maybe if, who was your favorite when you were that age? No, and see, you don't want to know this story because I didn't read. Um, oh, I didn't, okay. I didn't read when I was a teenager because all of the books that I was presented with in school were things that I was forced to read, yeah. which is something that I really, 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 really hate. And because of that, I didn't like to read. In okay, high school. That's fair. That's part of why my husband doesn't like to read even now. Yeah. Um I think that probably probably one of my most favorite authors is Gail Carriger. Um she wrote the Finishing School series. That's that's her YA novel is Finishing School. Uh, Etiquette and Espionage is the first one. It's steampunk. There's a badass heroine who is going to finishing school, but <laughs> finishing school is learning how to finish people, aka kill them. She's That's learning awesome. how to be, she's learning how to become a spy in the 1800s. So it's fantastic. There's a lot of uh, fan maneuvering and big frilly dresses and dirigibles. Um, but I just I love her as an author because. She is, she really connects with her readers. She, she talks to people when like she goes out into conventions. She's really active on her social media. Uh, she's, she's a great person and she has lots of adult books and, um, and a new, new adult book series as well that all are in the same universe. So you can read her pretty much any time of your life and you will love her because she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good thing about um authors is when they can span multiple not just genres, but but age differences. You know, Meg Cabot writes yeah. books that are um good for ages nine to twelve and then, you know, high school level. She has a series about a, a young woman in her twenties and thirties who dealing with trying to find love while being, you know, a, a thick and voluptuous woman and how that's mm-hmm. difficult. Oh, you get to cover new adult. My favorite new adult series is called It's a Waverly Life. 
can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited. That's where I listened slash read it because it was on the Kindle Unlimited audio version, too, which I love. Nice. And she's basically like the United States version of Bridget Jones. I love it. It's so funny. That's It's fantastic. so great. The whole time I'm reading that, I'm just like, yep, that's me. Super insecure and doing stupid stuff <laughs> and embarrassing myself all the time. That's fantastic. I love it. I just love being able to relate to characters in that way. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Thank you Good. for inviting me. Thank so you for week- inviting me to join you. Yeah, and I'm hoping that you come back and pick some good chapters to come back for. I don't remember if I said it or not, but this week we had three Easter eggs. Next week is going to be chapters 41 and 42. Uh, Where can people find Fictional Hangover Podcast? You can find Fictional Hangover Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on our website, fictionalhangover.com. You can find us on all social media at Fictional Hangover, except for Twitter. We've already been over this, at Fictional Hangover, no E-R. You can find us everywhere. Please join in. Please listen to the show. Just know that there will be spoilers. We also do have a lot of author interviews and Mm -hmm. voice actor interviews because audiobooks are very important to me in my life. And voice actors who narrate all of these books don't get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, we're constantly giving shout outs to Rebecca Solaire on these episodes. She does the voice acting for Mm -hmm. these books. And I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't give yourself an opportunity to listen to the audio books, especially her Ico voice alone is just (laughs) just Ico alone is perfection. Just just listen. I could just listen to her talk like Ico all day. Ico is basically me melodramatic about everything I'm not super girly, you know, so I'm not like big and, you know, like shopping depresses me. It doesn't make me all excited, but I'm definitely a melodramatic and overly dramatic, passive aggressive type person the way that Aiko is. Mm -hmm. So I definitely relate to her. Yeah, just voice actors in general don't get the recognition they deserve. There's a podcast called um, Unsolved Murders. It's super good. I I have already told you that I'm easily frightened, so I don't know why I love this <laughs> podcast, but I binged listen to like 150 episodes in two weeks. I love that podcast, and nice. they have voice actors that come on every episode and act out scenes, kind of like an old school radio show. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's awesome, and the voice actors do such a wonderful job, especially when they have to, you know, do the voice of like a creepy serial killer or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really glad that you give the opportunity to offer recognition to those people. They work really hard. Yeah, I I was very lucky to talk to my favorite voice actress, um, January Lavoie. She is actually uh, she she narrates a million things, but she narrated the Diviner series by Libba Bray. And listening to her read those books is actually what inspired me to want to become a voice actor myself. And being able to talk to her was like, oh, my God, she's my hero. And I get to talk to her and she gets to tell me things. So that was really fantastic. That is exciting. I I wish I could talk to the person that made me want to be a librarian. But I don't have any way of even knowing if she's still alive. Hmm. So I can't. But if for some reason you're listening, Mrs. Glenn, I got the bachelor's part done. Um, <laughs> Good job. Good job. Um, 
Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't even know I wanted to be a librarian until I found a job for a children's programmer in the newspaper. And I went into the library and my world exploded. It That's was so cool. Um, I've always been obsessed with reading. I've, I've told the story before about how I once got grounded and my parents took away my library card. Because <laughs> no. taking away the TV didn't mean a thing to me. So, and they took away all my books. So I just went to the library after school and bought and got more books. Mm-hmm. And so they took away my library card. Uh, I think I've also told the story of how my parents made me move my bedroom and switch bedrooms with one of my sisters because my bedroom used to sit directly under the street light. And so I would sit in the window and read past my bedtime. <laughs> and stupid me, when my dad started working nights, it didn't occur to me that maybe I should find a different hiding spot. So he literally like pulled into the driveway and could see me in clear vision sitting in the window, like <laughs> reading the book facing <laughs> outward. So they made me switch rooms with my younger sister, Lindsay, across the hall, who had no intention of staying up late reading a book. And they thought that would be the end of it, but it wasn't. I just found other ways to read. I actually I actually had a unicorn that I still have it. It lights up and it permits this teeny tiny little blue light. It's horrible. It might be why I wear glasses now, but I used to hold it up. It's this it's literally like a glass figurine. And I used to hold it up to the page while I was reading. <laughs> I could do like one sentence at a time past my bedtime. Um, but when I was in seventh grade, I got pulled out of home at class because they needed a library worker and you had to have a certain like GPA to be mm. pulled out of classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my librarian was like, yeah, I need a library helper and I know how much you love reading and you're always in here anyways. Do you want to, you know, do this instead of going to home ec? And I was like, yeah. And a month in, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be a school librarian. That's fantastic. And so that's been my life's ambition since I was like 13. That's awesome. I love it. It took me 30 years, but I finally have my bachelor's degree. So we'll see what happens next. Well, get into grad school or you are in grad. You're starting grad school. I already got accepted. Yep. I start January or not January. I start June 1st. Um, I'm taking three classes over the summer and then I was going to take four in the fall, but they told me three is the max. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. They Um, they have issues. What school are you going to? University of Southern Mississippi. Okay. It's ranked number 11 on American Library Association programs. So that's pretty high. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I I got my degree online through Texas Women's University and it was okay. It was very good. Yeah. I really like all my professors um, and I really like the coursework. They've been very helpful. I completed my entire bachelor's degree in five semesters, um, which you're not supposed to be able to do. But they do this thing where you can file an overload application because you're only allowed to take a certain amount of credit hours per semester. Mm -hmm. And I kept going over the credit hours. And so every time you go over the credit hours, you have to fill out an overload application. And one semester I went over 20 hours, which has never happened before. Wow. So I had to write, I had to write like a, a, a 500 word essay on why they should let me take 22 credit hours in one semester. Because also grad school, call, like grad school or regular school undergrad, it doesn't matter. All of their classes are three credit hours. There's no like, this one's three, this one's four. It's all three hours. Mm. So 22 credit hours was like too much. 
And I was like, well, technically it's 21. And one of those is one hour because it's for a lab. So really it doesn't even count. So really it's only seven classes. It's fine. But I ended up, the director pulled some strings. Um, so big thank you to Dr. Teresa Welsh for doing that. And um, yeah, I pretty much took seven classes a semester for five semesters and I uh, got graduated with highest honors. So I got a 4.0 the entire time. Awesome. And um, I was told to kiss that goodbye. I was told uh, that if I if I tell myself I'm allowed to have a 4.0 while working in grad school, I'll never survive. That's what my professor told me. She's like, you just kiss that expectation goodbye and we'll see what happens. And I was like, uh, you realize that just makes me want to get a 4.0 to prove you wrong. And she was like, I'm just trying to prepare you for grad school. But we'll see what happens. They've got me very scared of it right now. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll find out if you listen a couple episodes from now and I'm telling everybody about my nervous breakdown. <laughs> yeah, when you're crying. When I'm crying, crying about I that. failing all of your classes immediately and they just kick you out. Yeah. It's like, well, I just feel, well, why do you work at Office Depot? Because I couldn't feel the No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I've already been there. I've done it. If you need any help, let me know. You're so nice. Thank you. I might actually take you up on that. <laughs> You can. Yeah. Claire does. My co-host is also currently working to, she's she's in school to become a librarian as well, but she's in the United Kingdom and they do things quite a bit differently. Mm. So she asked me for help and I'm like, I can't help you because your school is completely different than mine and it doesn't make any sense what they're making you learn. <laughs> it's, not our, help. it's not going to help you. One of our listeners is, um, shout out to Becca the librarian. She's in Canada and she's a librarian. So I wonder how different... Uh, her system is then I wonder how different the Canadian Library Association is than ours. I don't know. Have to learn Becca will it. have some Patreon conversations. Maybe reach out, Becca. I know you're at home with all those boys and you need some you need a break from all those kids. You just message me and we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, so big thank you for coming on. Everyone, please. Go check out Fictional Hangover Podcast, rate, review, and subscribe, Fictional Hangover Podcast. And, of course, rate, review, and subscribe, Prince Kai Fan Pod. And Thanks. until next time, don't get glamored. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is great. Thank you. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Amanda Garrison from Fictional Hangover Podcast. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening. We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. What about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.